it's a big problem that we're trying to solve. Absolutely. One language, yeah, we, we lose a language from the world every single fortnight. So it's a massive problem. It's all around yes. the world. And because it's a massive problem, there's, there's also a massive opportunity yes. for us to grow as a company and to make a big impact. So we do have high goals and it's just taking those steps to go there. So when we go to Investor, we will be looking for funds to extend our product and to increase our team so that we can really make sure we're giving New Zealand everything we have to offer and that we're ready to move overseas as soon as possible as well. This podcast is for founders, entrepreneurs and dreamers like you. I want you to be able to learn from the stories of other founders and investors. On What Money Got Money with Sam Kamani, entrepreneurs from all around the world come and share their stories. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to success. Today we have got Lizzie Dan, a founder in New Zealand who is doing amazing things in in the native language space. She is building her own app and she's here to tell us about her journey. So welcome to this show, Lizzie. It's so good to have you here. For some of our audience who don't know you, please tell us about what you've been up to and what you're working on. Okay, thanks, Sam. Really excited to be on the podcast. Yes, I'm Lizzie Dunn. I live in Auckland in New Zealand and I have a startup. It's a digital publishing company. We have an app called Lingogo and it's dedicated to sharing Indigenous stories and revitalizing endangered languages. So our kind of secret source is that we have an interactive dual language format that makes all the stories really accessible. If you can read in English, then you can read our Māori books. And that just, yeah, opens them up and makes them a really good language acquisition resource as well. So that's what we're squirreling away on at the moment. Yep. Oh, that's that's fantastic. And how did you get um, started on this entrepreneurship journey? Or like, was it just straight after school? You knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur one day or, or how did you start? No, I don't think I ever really wanted to be an entrepreneur but I saw some holes I saw some holes and no one else was filling them and so I just decided to do it hopefully that's not too arrogant but my background's in marketing communications and I was in my first my first job was at the New Zealand Film Commission down in Wellington and while I was doing that I realized that I'm maybe not so much in love with film as I thought I was but I was in love Mm -hmm. with stories And I went back to school and I did a diploma in publishing. And when I came out of that and I was doing some work experience and talking to people, I noticed that I was really interested in the ebook and the tech space and nobody else really was. It was almost a bad word in the industry at that point. And I just saw all of this opportunity. So I saw a hole there for ebooks. And then as well, when I used to come and visit mum at home, she was learning Spanish and she yeah. would order these dual language books um, from all over the world. And we would sit down together and try and work out what the heck they were saying with like dictionaries in one hand and a ruler in one hand and making notes in the margins. Yeah. And so I also saw another hole there for dual language books and those things kind of connected together and yeah. we just made Lingogo. That's fantastic. It is so common that founders or true founders see a, an, like a gap in the market or, or they see a need that needs to be filled and they go and do and build something to fill that, 
fill that hole or, you know, build something that will solve that problem. So now that's great. Did you also own a, like when you were doing public relations, did you also own an agency or anything like that? Or, <laughs> or did you just work for one? No, I just worked. I worked in marketing at, yeah, Polytechs and New Zealand yes. Film Commission, New Zealand on air. Yeah, I just, I know, I haven't owned anything before this. I just went straight into it. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's fantastic. And this is a question that I ask quite a few founders is that what was the first thing that you ever sold or have you done any sales? It doesn't have to be for work. It could be for non-for-profit or, or anything else. Yeah, I. the first thing I ever sold was yeah. Sherbet yeah at primary school at our school market days and I sold it at a loss we had these market days where everybody was supposed to make a craft or something and bring them to school but I'm terrible at crafts and we have a busy family life so my mum bought raro packets and I put them into packets and (laughs) lost money on it so that was not a good way to start my sales career ever since then yeah before Lingogo I've been I've very much been behind the scenes not the front salesperson. I still, it's something I'm learning. I'm trying to come to terms with being a saleswoman because I don't really identify as as that in a traditional sense. But I know that I am. I know that I'm a passionate person and I care very much about the product that I am. I love telling people about what I'm doing because I know it's a good thing to do. So I am a saleswoman, but yeah, I've struggled with it a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I think everyone practices sales on a day-to-day basis. It's like I'm a parent and I have to sell the idea to my kids of going to bed early. It's like, you know, if you, if you work with people, if you deal with people, then you are a salesperson. That's that's it. It's pretty much you have to sell the idea to your boss on why you should get a promotion or why you should be allowed to go home early or get a sick leave or go on a holiday or, or whatever. And vice versa, if you are an employer, you have to work with your employees and sell them the idea why they should work for you and why they should work on a project and not work or whatever, you know. So we continuously sell ideas. It doesn't always have to be a, a product or an app or a service, but it, it is a life skill just like walking or cycling or swimming. That's what I believe. And that's partly why I ask all founders, you know, what was the first thing you ever sold and 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 so on. Because yeah, that's pretty much what you would do. Um, you would be selling to your employees and, and to your investors and to your customers all, all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. And and when I do think about it like that, I do think I've been selling things my whole life. Like in film, we were selling short films to festivals. I've worked yes. for not-for-profits where we were essentially selling impact. So yeah, I, I have, yeah. I have done sales. <laughs> Absolutely right. Yes. And have you ever raised money before? I haven't raised money. I haven't raised investment for a business. I have got funding for Lingogo. So we've been funded for two Māori series so far through mm-hmm. Timangai Paho and Timatawai. And I have worked, yeah, in not-for-profits and fundraising before. So I worked at the mm-hmm. Blind Foundation in New Zealand. My whole job was fundraising all day, every day. So I've got experience in that realm, but I'm yet, I'm yet to do my first pitch for investment for Lingogo. Yes. The other thing that I have 
I'm seeing working with lots of different founders is that not VC or angel investors are not the only way. Some startups get funding from corporate, some get from non-for-profit organizations, some get from government. There, there are some go to crowdfunding, some do crowd equity funding or or pre-sale. So there, there's just so many different ways where and how you can raise money. So that's why I'm interested in learning all these alternate these small niche different ways that people manage to raise funding. And mm. yeah, so would love to know about your um, experience and how do you even get started? It's like most founders or most entrepreneurs would have no idea apart from the VC and the angel ecosystem that where do they even go? How did, how did you start? Okay, you had this idea of Lingogo app. How did you start to go and where to go? I think I started by being really naive <laughs> and just thinking that I could bootstrap it myself entirely, which was almost as a good thing entering being naive like that because it gets yes. you going. <laughs> and once you're going, yeah. it's hard to stop. Yeah. So a lot of, um, a lot of that. And then it was just through starting to reach out to people like is a teed or we're working with the Corkity acceleration program at the moment and they'll start opening doors and they're they're, they'll give us lists just lists of places to go for funding um there's actually so much out there when you start looking there's lists and lists and we're just making our way through them all at the moment seeing who's going to give us the money and yeah 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 um, but how about you, the first time round that you got funded for Lingogo? Where, where was hmm. that from? Sorry. Oh, so I went to Timangai Paho. So that yeah. is a industry specific. They are focused on the revitalization of te reo Māori. Yes. So it seemed like a very good place to start. Yeah. We got denied. I think our first proposal didn't get accepted. The yeah. second one got accepted. So we had 10 ebooks funded through them, which was an amazing way for us yeah to get up and running obviously off somebody else's money yeah and those are out there and they've given us a lot a lot of traction in the market being able to have those out there we would have taken us uh, quite a long time to bootstrap and get the money to be able to do that ourselves yeah um, and then I just repeated the same thing so I went to Tema Tawai which is another yes. organization interested in revitalization of the language and did yeah. the same thing got another series funded so that's been great. And that, that's kind of our backstop. There's always that funding pool to go into, but yep. now we want to press on and create a more commercially sustainable uh, model. model to work yes. off now. Yep. It is really inspirational that, you know, you, you reached out to two agencies and how did you know who to contact? Did you just pick up the phone and call someone or did you send a, what do you call email like to someone's email or how how did you get started in that even with those two agencies that you did get some funding from initially yeah they have formal funding rounds but I know through my background in fundraising that it makes a big difference to have a personal connection with the person running the round even if it just means that you 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 get more information about what they want and you can you can make a better proposal because you really understand what they're looking for so I was quite annoying. Like I'd be calling them up all the time, trying to introduce myself, asking them about specific things in the proposal, thinking, oh, maybe if I'm just like super annoying, they'll just fund me to get get me off their (laughs) back. So what you did was 
like typical sales. You ah, are so true. good at sales. <laughs> so what they call it is follow up, follow up, follow up. It takes nine follow ups sometimes too. <laughs> and you did your and you did your follow ups and you did <laughs> do everything right by the sales book kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I suppose I did. Just kept calling. Just kept applying. And yeah. yeah. Our, our values and our goals are the same. So I knew it was going to work at some stage. I just had to figure it out. Yep. Oh, that is such good advice. Like, you know, you have to make sure your values and goals are same and you are all going towards the same mission, follow up to understand what they want and then make a proposal accordingly. And you do that by building a personal relationship. All these things would be so valuable to so many other founders um, who would be tuning into this. So now that's great. That is really, really good. So now that brings me to the question, what is your ask? What are you looking for? Are you looking for customers? Are you looking for people to use your app? To, are you looking for a team to build it for you or promote it for you or, or investors? What are you looking for? <laughs> We are looking for all of the above, but the order that we're looking for them in is at the moment, we're concentrating on getting libraries and schools on board as customers. So we've just gone out to two major library partners to get some free trials jacked up. And we're hoping to do that all in time for Tuwiki o Tureo, which is Māori Language Week coming up yes. in September. Our strategy is to get some good sales and traction on the board before we go to our first investment round. Yeah, so that's what we're working on at the moment. We're hoping that by demonstrating our capabilities as a team and then yeah. also um, the capabilities of the app and the software, um, it will increase our value so that we can do a better ask when we go to investors. Yeah, that's the plan at the moment. And when we do go to investors... For our first round, this is a, it's a big problem that we're trying to solve. Absolutely. One language, yeah, we, we lose a language um, from the world every single fortnight. So wow. it's a massive problem. It's all around yes. the world. And because it's a massive problem, there's, there's also a massive opportunity yes. for us to grow as a company and to make a big impact. So we do have high goals and it's just taking those steps to go there. So when we go to investor we will be looking for funds to extend our product and to increase our team so that we can really make sure we're giving New Zealand everything we have to offer and that we're ready to move overseas as soon as possible as well. That is fantastic. Looking back when you started and, you know, when you started on the, the Lingogo app journey and stuff, what do you think you could have done differently or what advice would you have for your younger self starting on this Lingogo app project? <laughs> so many things I could have done differently. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the main thing? The main thing would be to get help sooner. Mm -hmm. I think I thought that I could do everything by myself and yeah. that that's made my journey a lot slower because mm -hmm. this accelerator that I'm in at the moment has immediately, I think the progress we've made in the last three months would have taken me about two years. Wow. Or maybe I wouldn't have even got there myself. And when you go, when you're doing that for a long time, you can get mm -hmm. quite isolated and it can affect your, well, it affected my confidence a lot. Yeah. I kind of got increasingly isolated. So I think it can be scary when you first start to set up meetings with people and you're scared that people won't yeah. take you seriously. 
But yeah. in my experience, when you go into those meetings and you're just up front, uh, mm -hmm. you get so much from it and people can tell. They can tell you're there for the right reasons and, and it goes really well. The only bad experiences I've had is when I've walked into meetings and tried to be somebody else, tried to yes. be really corporate or tried to, I don't know, just not come in as myself trying to impress people and yeah. they can see straight through it because I, cause I'm bad at that. So, yeah, going out for help, just being yourself, not being scared to ask dumb questions. Yeah, yeah those are the main things, I think. That is all such good advice. <laughs> you should do this all the time. You should go to schools and talk to other young people. <laughs> it's really helpful, I'm sure. Okay, so now before we finish, I do this thing called like the top three sort of a thing. And where the number one thing is, look, what book is your sort of favorite book or what book are you reading at the moment? The book I'm reading at the moment is called Efficacy Woman. It's not a business book because I'm doing the accelerator all day and I want to read something different at Absolutely. night. Absolutely. <laughs> it's by Lani Went Young and she is Samoan Māori and it's a bunch mm -hmm. of stories about Pacifica women. It's really, really great. Highly wow. recommend. Very cool. And is there a podcast that you listen to or do you recommend? Yes, I always recommend Taringa. It's a podcast done by Tiwananga o Aotearoa. It's on Spotify. Yes. And if you're interested in anything to do with Māori culture or learning te reo, it is the absolute yeah. go-to. It's really, really cool. Fantastic. That is really cool. And what product would you build if you had unlimited time and money and resources? <laughs> do you know what? I would build Lingogo. I'd just do it faster and with more yeah. help. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes me feel good. I was thinking that the other day, if I won a million dollars, how would my life change? And it would just, the journey would be easier, but I'd be doing the same thing for sure. That is so good. That is such good, cool advice um, all around. And yeah. And finally, where do people find you? How do they connect with you? Oh yeah. Just come to Lingogo social media so yep. you can find us Lingogo app. We're on Facebook and we're on Instagram. And yep. our website is www.lingogoapp.com and all the contact details are there if anybody wants to reach out. Fantastic. That is really good. Thank you so much for your time and wish you best of luck for your journey and for Lingogo app. Thanks, Sam. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Want Money, Got Money with Sam Kamani. Hope you enjoyed the show and got some valuable insights that would help you in your startup or your business. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate this show on your favorite platform. It would be extremely helpful and I just cannot tell you how much I would appreciate that.